At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. This is the Detroit City Cast with Dan Leach, presented by Bet Rivers. And welcome in, fine citizens. Terrific Tuesday here on the Detroit CityCast, brought to you by our great friends at Bet Rivers. And exactly what I had hoped and what I told you I thought would happen, maybe not to the degree, happened in Tampa Bay last night, 6-2 the final. What a absolute bloodying by the Tampa Bay Lightning after not being able to do anything right for the most part, in games one and two, of course, they came back down 3-1 in game two, in game one, uh, but just getting destroyed 7-0 in game two. Th- as I said, things are different when you get back home. The same thing happened against the Rangers. The Rangers were up 2-0. They were looking great. Shesterkin wasn't letting any goals in. You go back to Tampa, they went two in a row. They went four straight and win the series. And the play that I gave you yesterday was taking the Lightning at 5-1 in the series and that it wasn't going to get any better than that because if they lost that game, obviously, that's basically a wasted bet and the series would be over. If they won, the series price would completely change, which it has. Avalanche minus 295 now, Lightning plus 245. The odds cut in more than half. So feel good about that. If they win game two of the Lightning, which they definitely could, or game four, excuse me, and tie it at two, Things will be much different with that series market. Maybe the Lightning become a favorite, a small favorite. Probably not because Colorado has home ice, but you see where I'm going with that. Uh, we will talk with my man Keith Langloy, the editor of Pistons.com and longtime uh, you know, beat writer for the Pistons of the past. The draft is kind of creeping up on us. It's Thursday. 
Pistons pick at five? Will it be Keegan Murray? Will it be Jaden Ivey? Will someone like a Chet Holmgren, you know, drop down to the Pistons at five? We'll break all that down with my man Keith Langloy coming up in just a bit. But let's take a trip to the Motown betting window. It's brought to you by our great friends at Bet Rivers. The Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook invites you to add some variety to your baseball bets with new same game parlays. Every game this baseball season, you can combine game bets and player props to create your perfect Bet Rivers combination. Whether you're looking to increase your payouts on favorites or make your own long shot, you can add a little spi- extra spice to your game with same game parlays at Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Download the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app and make your baseball same game parlays today. Must be 21. Playable in Michigan only. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-270-7117. All right, well, the Tigers, no real surprise. I told you I thought that uh, the Red Sox would start off with a series when we didn't touch the game last night. But Boston takes game number one, 5-2. to two, So Boston covers as, as well as the under hits. How about game number two of the series coming up later tonight? And as I mentioned, I was looking at game three of the series as hopefully having the best, you know, where I think the best value is going to be with Scooble, uh, you know, at least on the board for AL Cy Young odds and the Tigers' best pitcher by far so far this season. That's where he's going to be going. Tonight it's Bresky and Rich Hill. And, you know, you look at the line right now at Bat Rivers and, you know, the Red Sox are the kind of favorite I would consider, you know, think that they would be around 2-1. to one. They're minus 210. Uh, Bresky doesn't, you know, he's had some decent stuff at times. But still on the season is just 1-5 with a 3.79 ERA. And a lot of that's the Tigers just not playing great baseball until at least recently. Uh, the run line for Boston, minus 1.5, minus 103. Tigers, plus 1.5, minus 122. Uh, the Tigers, uh, or the total, excuse me, uh, 9 over, minus 115. Under, minus 104. And this is another stay away game for me. I, I considered maybe a half unit to play on the Tigers, but I'm going to wait until uh, Wednesday. I think the Tigers lose tonight. I think there'll be some value taking Scooble to at least win one of the three games in the series. Uh, the total's where it should be. You saw a 5-2 game last night. The Tigers could only manage two runs. And I think that both these pitchers actually could have decent starts. And maybe the run total is around 7 or 8. So I'm going to stay away from this game entirely. But that's where it's at right now at Bat Rivers. Let's take a look. Uh, at the latest stuff with the Stanley Cup Finals. And here is your game for odds. Lightning, small underdog. You have the Avalanche, like similar to what it was last game, just a slight favorite. Avalanche minus 110 right now at Bet Rivers. The Lightning minus 105. Puck line Tampa Bay is plus 1.5, minus 275. And the Avalanche minus 1.5, plus 220. The total six over minus 108, under minus 109. It seems like we're getting some action early on the Lightning. Is this line, it opened a little higher and we're seeing it kind of come down. I, I mean, listen, it's going to be tough for Tampa Bay to win, you know, back-to-back games against Colorado. Colorado's been so darn good. And the Lightning, you know, obviously got, they woke up. Vasilevsky played great after some early goals. And they look like the Tampa Bay that we've seen for the majority of the past three years, especially this year in the playoffs. We're down to nothing. The Rangers come all the way back. So to me, as and we'll, we'll you know, when you look at this game, and you 
have the futures that we did. We took, you know, I gave you the, the unit play on Tampa Bay plus the, the five to one. I think this, you know, I'm going to stay away from it. I mean, I would lean the value wise on taking the Lightning because you're not even laying minus 110. But with how good Colorado is, I'm going to back away from the game myself and I'm just going to have that play on the futures. Because if, if Tampa wins game number four and ties the series up, which would be the same thing that happened against the Rangers after being down 0-2 on the road and then coming back home and winning the first two games in Tampa, the series is on. Because then game five becomes, okay, Colorado looked like nothing was going to stop them. You know, clearly the best team in hockey, dominating the back-to-back champs. And then the next thing you know, they're tied in the series and maybe it's another blowout in game number four. I mean, one thing I also was, was contemplating was the over, uh, the, the, you know, the over six minus 108. And I just, I'm just going to stay completely away from it because I like the spot we have with the Lightning at 5-1 to one to win this series. I think there's a real chance that they're going to tie this thing up and then things are completely, completely different. All right, let's take a look at the updated uh, College World Series odds right now. You got one game coming up uh, on Tuesday. Notre Dame trying to stay alive, minus 165 against Texas A&M. They're plus 128, the total 14.5, over minus 105, under minus 121. And and we're going to talk about this with Keith Langloy. There are so many things to bet when it comes to the NBA draft. Obviously, you can draft, you know, who's going to go first overall, who's going to be second overall, third overall, fourth overall, fifth overall, where the Pistons are pitching. Draft spots, player draft positions like Shaden Sharps, 7.5, over minus 190, under plus 147. Johnny Davis, over 9.5, is, you know, minus 305. And that obviously means be drafted before the 10th pick. Uh, under 9.5 plus 225. You know, you got odds for a bunch of different players over under. And uh, Keegan Murray, who could be a piston, is over uh, number. The, the line is 5.5 over plus 173. Under minus 230. So a lot of different uh, options here for you when it comes to uh, the NBA draft. And just looking at where we're at with the Pistons and the odds. We'll start, we'll start with the first pick. Uh, you know, Jamari Smith, the favorite right now, uh, minus, you know, between minus 140, minus 152 at Bet Rivers. Chad Holmgren, the, you know, the second favorite to be drafted overall number one at uh, plus 205. Uh, Paolo Bonchero from Duke, plus 250. Jay Nivey, 150 to one. Sharp, 151. There's been some talk that maybe one of those two could go number one. It's very unlikely. But then you go down to the Pistons, and the Pistons, Keegan Murray, plus 105 to be drafted fifth overall. And, and by the way, you got to understand that these are spots. It doesn't matter what team ends up getting them. So let's say the Pistons somehow traded out of the spot, but this player was still drafted to five. That's that's what matters. It doesn't matter who takes them, obviously. It's just the player to be drafted fifth overall, if you're wondering how that works. Because remember, like they didn't even give the team the right hat these days. Like if the Pistons, the Pistons will select, if they traded the fifth pick, they'll have a Pistons hat, and then the rights will be traded to the other team. So it's always... Just a weird scenario of the NBA draft. But Keegan Murray, plus 105. Jaden Ivey, plus 250. Sharp, plus 350. Uh, Benedict Matherin, plus 650. And 14-1 for Dyson Daniels. 30-1 for Chet Holger, who I have seen some people mock to the Pistons, dropping down there on the top three. Uh, and A.J. Griffin, 35-1. to So that's where we're at with the odds for the Pistons, or whoever's going to be drafted overall at number five, and we're going to uh, talk to Keith Langloy 
about that as well coming up in just a bit. And then we've got odds out for the Travelers Championship. Uh, pretty good field the week after the U.S. Open. Of course, we had our seventh straight cash or our seventh outright uh, of the season in our seventh straight week where we had the leader, co-leader, or just a guy one or two strokes off the lead on Sunday. Uh, it's been a lot of fun betting golf lately. Rory McIlroy, your favorite, uh, at 9-1. to one. Scotty Scheffler at 10-1. to one. Justin Thomas, 11-1. to one. Patrick Cantlay, 12-1. to one. Xander Shoffley, 14-1. to one. Sammy Burns, 18-1. to one. Sanjay Im, who I did like, uh, you know, it's a value for the USO, but didn't really have... The U.S. Open, I thought he would, of course. He's 25 to 1. Jordan Spieth as well. And Joaquin Neiman, all those three are 30, uh, 25 to 1. Keegan Bradley off that nice, you know, kind of push to get into the final couple of groups at the U.S. Open. Did have a great final round, but the, the you know, the local guy done good. He is 30 to 1. Tony Finau, who I might have a play on this week again, at 33 to 1. Uh, Brooks Kapka, 40 to 1. So those are the, the top 10 to 15 there at the Travelers, and I will have my, my plays for you posted on my social media before the tournament at Dan Leach 971 as I'm headed up to play a little tournament golf myself with my good man Jeff Rieger, Jeff Lesson, and the show. We're doing a little Warwick Hills, the former host of the Buick Open, uh, Tully Moore, St. Ives, and for the first time ever, Pilgrim's Run. All right, let's trip to the Motown betting window. It is brought to you by our great friends, at Bet Rivers, and believe me, I wish there could be some bettable lines on Bet Rivers for me versus Rieger. Instead, you'll just have to follow along on social media because the money will be exchanging hands at a high level. Uh, speaking of a high level, it's my man Keith Langloy. We covered the Pistons for a long time, the editor of Pistons.com. He will join us to break down all things NBA draft to the Pistons. That comes up next, right here on the Terrific Tuesday edition of the Detroit City Cats, brought to you by our great friends at Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers Sportsbook is offering new customers a deposit match up to $250 when you sign up today. In addition to their welcome bonus, Bet Rivers has daily and ongoing promotions that can provide extra value. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com today to sign up. Must be 21, playable in Michigan only. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 270 7117. And here he is, Pistons.com editor, true nobleman, longtime coverer of the Pistons, and a great-looking guy. Is very young. What are you, 30 years old these days? You look yeah, younger than I do, that. Keith. <laughs> let's go with that, sure. Keith Langloy joins us here on the CityCast. Keith, thank, thanks so much for joining us. And a very exciting week for Pistons fans. I know the season didn't go the way a lot of people wanted to, uh, you know, wanted it to. We talked about that when I had you on last time, but it's all about the future. And I just, I want to start with this because this is such an interesting and fascinating draft for a lot of different reasons, especially with the Pistons. If you had the ability to pick any of the, the players in this draft for Detroit, who would it be for you? Wow. Well, I mean, I, I, I have a lot of confidence in Troy Weaver's ability to, to make that selection. Uh, you know, but look, as a, someone like like all fans, you know, you kind of you, you study who's out there and you, you kind of gravitate towards certain people. I, look, I think there's there's a handful of names um, that is that are being linked with this, because I think everybody thinks they know who the first three picks are. Right. And then I think, you know, the, the odds on choice to be picked fourth is Jaden Ivey from Purdue. I, I, I think that's probably going to happen. Um, I, I just don't know that it's going to be Sacramento. I think Sacramento was really hoping that someone makes them an attractive enough offer to trade out of that spot. They, they, 
they have the NBA's longest playoff drought. They really want to make the playoffs next year. Um, you know, they made the big trade for Sabonis uh, at the trade deadline this year. So I, I could see them really hoping that someone makes a compelling offer for for more proven veteran help if they can slide right into that spot. So, uh, you know, let's go on the assumption that we know who won't be there. And then the players who are most likely to be the pick at five, I believe, would be Keegan Murray from Iowa, Benedict Matherin from Arizona, um, Shaden Sharp from Kentucky, who never played at Kentucky, a Canadian teen who grew up a few hours from uh, Detroit, really, in the London, Ontario area. Um, I, I, and I think I'd rank them probably probably in that order. Um, I, I really like Keegan Murray a lot, you know, for what it's worth. I, you know, I, I find myself watching less and less college basketball every year simply because I'm so immersed in pro basketball. So, right. but I did, I, you know, it's the big 10. So I did get to see a, a fair number of uh, Iowa games. And every time I saw Iowa, it seemed like Keegan Murray was the best player on the floor and doing something impressive. I really like him. I think, I think what he does translates to the NBA. They are kind of two different games, but I think with the way he, can score in a variety of ways um, should really translate. And, you know, but as Troy said uh, yesterday when he met with the media, having Kate really gives him a lot of latitude because Kate is so versatile. So pretty much anybody fits with Kate because Kate, Kate's ability to, to make other people better and to, you know, his vision, his playmaking, his size gives Dwayne Casey a lot of lineup versatility. It gives Troy Weaver a lot of roster flexibility. So, uh, you know, Troy is very confident. He said he likes 79 players in this draft. So when you're picking fifth, there is a hundred percent chance you're going to get one player you really like at five. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like, it's right off that, you know, and I have seen some people mock, uh, you know, Chet Holgren to the Pistons at five. If one of the yeah. big three with, you know, him and, and Bonchero and, uh, uh, you know, Jabari Smith Jabari, don't go yeah. in the top three. I think that'd be crazy. But, you know, just speaking of what you had mentioned about where the Pistons are at at five, looking at the odds, I was looking at the odds of Bet Rivers. Of course, you could bet on the draft. Uh, you <laughs> know, everyone except, you know, in the first four spots, Jabari Smith, a sizable favorite, Holmgren, decent favorite at number two, Von Cheryl, a big favorite at number three, the biggest of anybody, minus almost $500. Ivy, as you mentioned, the favorite at number four. Then you get to number five, and there's no favorite. Keegan Murray's yeah. plus 105, Ivy plus 250, Sharp plus 350, Mather, as you mentioned, plus 650. And I know there's some that have mocked AJ Griffin. I don't think that's going to happen. 35 right. to one. That is that, like you mentioned, it's kind of a good position for Troy Weaver to be in, because as you said, I trust the guy too, the dream weaver to have all your, you know, you said, you're probably going to get the guy you want at number five. That's a good thing for Detroit, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, you know, it, the draft is always, it's always funny because opinions kind of get set. There's, there's kind of a consensus opinion because so we've been seeing since the start of the college basketball season, that there are these three guys that are destined to go one, two, three in some order. Well, you know, as Troy mentioned again, yesterday when he met with the media it, every year if you go back and do the redress three five years into the, into the future they never they uh, i guarantee if we look at this draft two years from now it's not going to be nearly as clear well it, it what, what what i will what i will almost assure you is that's it, it's going to become clear that someone else should have been in the top three now who that is i don't know which one of the top three should he replace i don't know but if you look at the history of the draft every year, there's going to be available at number five, all-star players, um, probably future hall of fame players. I went back a couple of weeks ago and looked, I forget the exact number now, but I, I went back about 40 years and I think there's, I think there's 
13 guys picked at number five over that span who are either in the Hall of Fame or certainly will be or will have a chance. That's incredible. To yeah. So, you know, you're, you're talking about the roughly a 25% chance to get a Hall of Famer at number five. We know there's going to be probably one available, whether he, you know, he might be someone who right now in the composite is listed as the 15th player. You know, also, as, as Troy said, Giannis went 15th once, Kawhi Leonard <laughs> 15th once. So, you know, it, I don't know who that guy is going to be this year, but I will trust Troy Weaver to find that, uh, you know, he'd be one of the very few people that I would say if that he'll be able to identify that guy and, and get it right for the Pistons. Yeah, this year, by the way, notwithstanding, Draymond Green went pretty late in the draft, too. So there's definitely valuable guys that, especially not only five, but even lower than that. On to the Troy Weaver thing, I thought he had some very, as you mentioned, very interesting stuff to say yesterday. He talked about fit. He said fit is easy because we're trying to draft the right position, the right person, excuse me, the person who's going to fit into the basketball coach, Casey, and his staff to figure it out. Then he went on to say about upside. To me, upside is growth and mindset he talked about. You know, don't prescribing, not prescribing a 23-year-old that can't grow, doesn't have upside. There are guys who are 19 and live with themselves. It's the mental aspect. It, it, I mean, I, I can't say enough about Troy Weaver. I know you've obviously covered him now since he's been the GM. It just seems like he's the – if you're a Pistons fan and you want to get out of the doldrums and not be bad enough to get the top pick but not be good enough to be a playoff team, it just seems like he knows exactly what this team needs and what to do to build this team the right way. Yes. he When he – Two years ago when he was hired, he came in the door saying, especially when you're picking high in the lottery, you want to make sure you get the person right. And if you get the person right, the basketball will take care of itself. You know, I I, I talked to him after the, the media interview and asked him more specifically. I said, look, you know, you talk about that, but you know, it's it's easy. Well, not easy, but. It, it's probably easier to look and see someone's athletic ability and skill level than it is to be able to probe into their backgrounds and, and make determinations on culture fit, character traits, work ethic, all that sort of thing. Um, but that's really what separates the, the guys who, who are good at, at what he does with the guys who, you know, make a string of picks that, that wind up not being everything they could be. Um, it's, it's trying to assess what's between a guy's ears and you know how how signing on the dotted line and making life-changing money is going to change them and all those things so that's what he means by if you get the person right the basketball will take care of itself because all these guys that are going to be picked in the top 10 have done something that shows they have elite elite basketball ability now how are they going to how are they going to perform when for the first time in their lives they're going to step on a floor and be and everywhere else on that floor is going to be other guys who have elite basketball ability. Now you have to have something else that, that's going to separate you from the field. So finding out which guys are going to be able to do that is, is probably the most important part of, of being a general manager or being an NBA talent evaluator and, and you know, sitting down at that. It's easy to turn on the TV in January and February and say, Ooh, that guy's good. I want him on my team. But then you've got really go through the videotape and you've got to contact you know AAU coaches from the kids past and parents and people around him and just find out what makes that guy tick and how important is basketball to him how important is winning to him is it is it more for you know the the uh the trappings of fame that that drive him or is it really just pure competition the desire to win and the desire to sacrifice what it takes to make a team better and yeah, to the point, as, as you mentioned, like, you know, you look at Giannis, you know, how does he mentioned, how does Giannis go 15, how does Kawhi go 15? That mental thing could be such a huge thing. And he also talked, too, about 
the Jeremy Grant situation, Keith, that, you know, he said people are always calling for your best players. Of course, so yes, they anticipated. Mm-hmm. That is a big question mark with Jeremy Grant. Do you think there's a chance that he can be part of a package deal with the Pistons consider trying to move up and, and get a Chet Holmgren or a Jabari Smith or someone like that? Or is it, is it pretty unlikely that Jeremy Grant's traded on draft night? I think it's unlikely he's traded on draft night in a move that makes the Pistons go up. I, I think that would be unlikely. I don't think, I mean, I'm not pre- predicting it'll happen, but I, I wouldn't characterize it as unlikely he'll be traded. I think there's a chance, and I and here's why. There's no, there's no chance that the Pistons are a better team next year. If they trade Jeremy Grant for, I mean, there's, I'm, I'm not sharing any secrets here. There's been no, it, it's been widely reported that Portland is looking to, to, to move that seven pick, the seven, number seven pick for veteran help. That could be in play. There's other teams picking behind the Pistons. So I think those types of moves are possible, but there's no chance that the Pistons are a better team next year if it's strictly a matter of, Jeremy Grant versus the seventh pick or the 10th pick or whatever it might wind up being, but it's not, that's not the way to look at it because it's not just Jeremy Grant for that player. Jeremy Grant is going to make, I believe $21 million next year. So if you were to trade him for a draft pick and you're not taking back other salary um, that you can't, that isn't fungible that you can't easily dispose of, you're not, not just getting that other pick. You're getting a lot of cap space to take into free agency when the Pistons already could have. They're they're going to bit more. You know, you never know. Cap space is always a moving target until all the options and everything that that uh, can. The Pistons have, I believe, ten million dollars in options to determine about three or four days after the draft for uh, on uh, Hamadou Diallo, Frank Jackson, Luca Garza, Corey Joseph has a player option that's worth another, I believe, around six million. So. But, but anyway, the Pistons are going to have more than likely be somewhere between 25 million and 35 million on cap space. If you add another 10 or 15 million on that with the results of a of a trade that possibly involves Jeremy Grant going out and not as much coming back. Now you've got, you know, gobs of cap space and all sorts of things can happen. I think I guess I think the larger question involved in all this is trading Jeremy Grant no matter what happens, makes it probably unlikely the Pistons are going to be a better team next year, but it might mean they're better positioned to be a better team in two years and three years down the road. Right. That, that is still Troy Weaver's horizon. He, As he said, I want to do something that allows us to have sustained success. So if there's a Jeremy Grant trade out there that opens up a way, a, a surer path to sustained success, that will be the, that will be the reason that he gets traded. Yeah, I think you explained that really well because, you know, while some Pistons fans, and it's been, listen, it's been, as I mentioned, the Dolors for a while, they want it to happen. Every, you know, this, these day, this day and age, everyone wants it now. You know, the Faruqa's salt thing. I want it now. You got to be right. patient. It's better to be a team, like you mentioned, maybe even be set up better for two or three years from now and be good for 10 than be good for two or three and waste Cade Cunningham's early career and then be bad for five or six and be in cap hell. Or like I said, be too good to be, you know, a, a top draft pick of one or two overall and not be good enough to be a team that can actually make a run. So I think fans need to understand that, if you, I mean, I trust Troy Weaver so far. I know that obviously a lot of people that I, you know, talk with that are, are big Pistons fans see what, you know, the, the job that he's trying to do. He's trying to set this team up for long-term viable contention. And it's worth those growing pains, especially, uh, you know, with the top level guy like Cade Cunningham, that if you get the right pieces around him, maybe it doesn't happen the next two years. They kind of struggle. They miss the playoffs. They maybe flirt with the, you know, the la- you know, the, the playing tournament. But then in three years, if they're contending for the Eastern Conference, that's the goal, right, Keith? Absolutely. You know, I mean, uh, when you look at back at the uh, 
there was a time in the NBA, maybe 12, 12, 15 years ago, where people were, the, the inclination was to say, the draft isn't the way you build, it's free agency. And then, you know, we saw that come to life with, with the Miami dynasty when they all kind of, you know, timed their free agencies and everything and they all joined forces in Miami. And then we saw other teams try to try to, to copycat that model. Most recently, Brooklyn with, with uh, Durant and Irving going there. But look who was in the NBA finals this year. You had Golden State. The three bedrocks of that dynasty have been all draft picks. And none of them, surprisingly enough, none of them really premium picks. I think Steph Curry went seventh, so that's right, right on the borderline. But uh, Clay Thompson, I believe, was 11th, and Draymond Green was like 35th. And then Boston, on the other end of that, three years in a row had three top six picks and nailed all of them with Marcus Bart, Jalen Brown, and Jason Tatum. And if you know if they miss on any one of those picks, they're not they're not where they are today. So this is you know the Pistons definitely have one of those guys right now with Cade Cunningham. I think they really feel like Sadiq Bay is is, is going to be one of those bedrock guys. There's you know other guys. It's too early to, to, to say, but they like where their careers are headed. So if they can add another one of those guys, we look back and you know if, if five years from now the Pistons have a guy who's on a Jalen Brown trajectory. Um, that'll be pretty good. And you pair that guy with Cade Cunningham. And if Sadiq Bey has taken those steps, now all of a sudden you've got, you've got the core of a team that can be a, a, a contender. That's the way you build these teams. And like you mentioned, sometimes it's not the sexiest draft picks. It's guys, whether it ends up being a key and Murray or a sharp or whoever ends up being for the Pistons that down the road in two or three years becomes like you mentioned a Chandler Brown or uh, Tatum or whoever ends up being that, that it helps, you know, a team like the Celtics get to the NBA finals and almost win uh, in their first trip there in a while. Uh, last right. one for you, Keith, thanks so much again for the time. I know you got a busy week with the draft coming up on Thursday. You know, when you look at the, the four guys, and it looks like it will be one of them, Keegan Murray, I, Ivy, Shane Sharp, Matherin. I mean, never say never. It could be someone yeah. else. Right. Uh, but when you look at those four guys, who do you think would have – I mean, we're both on the, on the Keegan Murray train. I've talked about him for weeks on this show. But if it's not him, and maybe it is him as far as this question goes, who do you think has the biggest impact of those four guys year one with Cade under Dwayne Casey? Hmm. Well, I guess I guess it depends, kind of depends on what else happens. But if – um, if if there is a Jeremy Grant trade, and again, I do not expect that to happen, but my jaw isn't going to hit the floor if it does happen. But if if Grant, if Jeremy Grant's on the team, Sadiq Bey is obviously going to be on the team. Isaiah Liver showed a lot. I don't know that Murray's going to walk in day one and have a huge role, but I, I can assure you that, you know, things are going to happen maybe over the course of next year. He's going to make a move. I think he has an excellent chance to come in the door and be ready to help an NBA team next year. Um, if, if it's, if it's Ivy somehow, uh, look, he's going to be too good to keep off the floor and what they've got, they're going to have to figure out how to use him. Right. Um, and you know, they, they still, you know, they still believe in Killian Hayes, but Dwayne Casey said as very late in the season, look this year, last year and this year, we're about developing players next year. It's going to be, you know, the equilibrium is going to change a little bit next year. They're still not going to rush and take shortcuts, but it's going to be more of a case of playing time being earned next year for all those guys. So. But yeah, I think Ivy would come in right away as, as part of that guard rotation. They're they're going to see the floor next year, and I think I think those all all the guys we've talked about are is, are good enough to have uh, an impact right away. It's not going to be as I don't think it's going to be as profound as as Kate Cunningham as this year uh, have this year. But I think it's all of those guys are good enough that they're going to make the Pistons a more talented roster, and once they get some experience, a better team. Well, Keith, it's going to be fascinating to watch how this, uh, you know, figures itself out. I know it's a busy week for you. Can't thank you enough for coming on and look forward to see what happens 
with this Pistons team only getting themselves in a position, like you mentioned, to be a much better team, whether it's a year from now, two years from now. But playoff basketball in Detroit, hopefully sooner than later, right? Absolutely. Great stuff there with my man Keith Langloy. Really appreciate him joining us. It's going to be fascinating to see what happens on Thursday night. Will it be Murray? Will it be Ivy? Will it be someone else? Is there that, you know, the, all the Jeremy Grant stuff that Keith broke down beautifully? That's fascinating. So look forward to seeing what's going on with this Pistons franchise under the Dream Weaver, Troy Weaver, as they try to get in position to be a contending team. Dare I say it, knock on wood, a contending team for the first time in well over a decade. All right, big thanks again to Keith Langloy. Uh, we'll see what happens with the Stanley Cup Finals on Wednesday. And we'll see you back here on the Throwdown Thursday edition of the Detroit City Gas. Until then, keep reaching for the stars. Believe in the dream. Dan Leach, the fine squatch. Out.